Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent to getting the resources that you need to help your child lead their optimum life and get the optimum results in autism recovery. I was once told that my own son could not recover from his symptoms of autism and that I should drug him and try behavioral therapies, but I didn't want to do that. My background as a craniosacral therapist studying the brain of 30 years now let me know that the brain can and does heal. It's a scientific fact. But what I didn't know at the time was that much about autism. So I began doing my own research and it took me about a decade, but today my son is fully recovered from his symptoms of autism. He's no longer even diagnosable. He just graduated college. He lives a happy, healthy life. And that's what I wanna share with you are the steps that I learned to be able to help you to get to that level of recovery yourself. I have put this into a free workshop that you can watch to understand the four stages that are necessary. And you can get that link at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. No spaces, just free workshop. And I will walk you through those stages because it's important to know that every child's level of recovery is different. But children who are nonverbal are speaking, children who were sick all the time and even hospitalized some multiple times in a year. Parents I've helped have, have said their children aren't even, don't even get coughs or colds anymore. They're that healthy now. They, they have no trouble sleeping anymore where once before some of them couldn't sleep through the night. And everybody's level of recovery again is different, but children who are anxious all the time, can't focus in a classroom, who are, have gone from, from D's and F's to getting A's and B's, Children who were even violent and aggressive are now calm and relaxed. And I always want to make sure I let you know that your child is not an angry person. It's not who they are. It's simply that they have toxins and inflammation in the way that are preventing them from, from being calm and from being their optimum self, from being able to focus and think in, in a classroom and learn. We know how bright our kids are. They're very, very intelligent what they need to be able to do is think properly because they can get all of these toxins and inflammation out of the way. And that's when their, their true self can shine and they can be who, who they really are. We want to get all that stuff out of that way. So please, please listen, go watch my free workshop and help to understand what else needs to happen for your child. We've been doing a series this month on the last few episodes on heavy metal detoxification, which is very, very important. And to do it naturally, which I do discuss in detail in that workshop. But I want you to know that what you get at the medical doctor's office is a pharmaceutical drug, well, at most practitioner's offices, it's a pharmaceutical drug called DMSA. But DMSA actually has a lot of negative uh, drawbacks to it. It will pull out calcium and magnesium from, from your child's body as it's detoxifying. It will also uh, allow for reabsorption of toxins back into the system as it's supposed to be getting excreted. So what happens is then you have a new myriad of problems because those heavy metals are now being redispersed throughout the body and the bloodstream and up into the brain. So we're going to continue today with our, uh, our uh, series here on heavy metal detoxification. I want to make sure uh, that you know that, that I have a link on the last two episodes I did and on today's uh, link, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 104 for, for the show notes. 
there will be a link to what I have found to be the absolute best natural, safe, and easy to give product for natural heavy metal detoxification. It's a spray, a liquid zeolite. There are a lot of liquid zeolites out there. Many are synthetic, many are poor, they don't work properly. This one is backed by multiple studies and I've interviewed experts, so you can watch that in episode number 102 uh, of all about that. But get the link also to the product because I want you to know that you can easily get these toxins out of your child's body and your own. Because I'm gonna talk about mercury today where we accumulate all of these, these different heavy metals. Uh, we've talked about mercury, aluminum, cadmium, lead are the big four, and arsenic is another one. So a lot of times people will be getting a lot of, um, a lot of toxicity and they don't really realize it, but I'm also gonna talk about some of the sources that we get them from uh, in today's episode. But that link to get that, uh, that natural zeolite product that I have, have to share with you is will be on the show notes page as well because I want to make sure you know there are solutions to this and it's very important that we do this daily and as a maintenance. So as I mentioned today is going to be on mercury toxicity which is a really really big deal. Uh, the extent of the mercury toxicity damage to the brain or the heart really depends on the age of the child or the person because males get it much worse and I'll talk about why as we see also heightened episodes, there are more children with autism who are male than female. And there's also a reason for that I'll talk about today too. And the extent of this damage, again, mercury affects, affects the brain and the heart. You might find people who you know, even adults who have some cardiovascular issues, they may wanna check for mercury toxicity and detoxify. Again, the zeolite that, I'm, uh, that I will be sharing with you at the, on the show notes also is liquid it tastes like water and it's a spray. You just spray it in the mouth. So it's super easy for anyone to take, whether they're very young or very old and really, really be helpful. Uh, but cardiovascular issues are, are definitely um, a factor. Uh, age, sex, genetic, genetic issues, of course, are in there. Uh, infants, children, and the elderly are most at risk. Males are at higher risk because they have higher testosterone. And when testosterone and mercury get together, it increases mercury's neurotoxicity. I talk about that this with parents in my program a lot. They, their ch child might be getting better. They might be on the road to recovery and things are going pretty well. And this happened with my own son. And it got, when around age 13, 14-ish, all in there somewhere route with puberty, and all of a sudden things got really bad again. And I thought, what's going on? And as I further researched, I found, you know, as puberty hits, especially for males, they have a, just a dumping of testosterone. It's a huge influx of it in their body. And when that happens, they have, uh, they, they will have, uh, if they have mercury toxicity in their system, they will have a lot more uh, neurotoxins, a lot more episodes. So again, we'll talk about some of these, um, these issues that they'll have them. One of the problems with mercury is it creates a lot of, well, I'll run through them now. It runs through um, anger. Anger is a big one with it. Obsessive compulsive disorder, suicidal tendencies, abnormal motor coordination, poor memory, impaired co concentration, apathy, insomnia, weakness, depression, timid behaviors, 
and uh, and a lot of other things that are that are really problematic. You know, for over 80 years, medical doctors have even observed symptoms for those observed to have very low levels of mercury. So this isn't doesn't even have to be a lot of mercury that causes the issue. And mercury is is accumulative, so it's important to know that too. And uh, we get it from a lot of sources. The, the symptoms also mimic the symptoms of autism. So there are higher levels of mercury have actually been shown to create symptoms that last up to 30 years. It aggravates every other medical condition that, that a person can have. And uh, the World Health Organization has even admitted that there are no safe levels of mercury exposure. And common exposure comes from things like vaccines, medications, coal emissions, dental amalgam fillings, and contaminated fish. So again, even in small amounts, mercury is very dangerous. And toxicologists consider mercury to be one of the most poisonous, poisonous elements in existence. Mercury destroys the brain. It's completely destructive to all aspects of the nervous system. It inhibits the brain's ability to uptake and store the neurotransmitters dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. And in past episodes, and I'll link to it in the show notes, I've done an episode on neurotransmitters, so you can learn a little bit more about those. But dopamine really has a lot to do with our ability to focus. It's our feel-good chemical. Serotonin is responsible for things like mood stability, uh, sleep, natural regular sleep, uh, concentration, uh, appetite, uh, norepinephrine has a lot to do with uh, our anxiousness and ability to handle stress, fight or flight syndrome type of things. So you can see how they contribute to your, these, these symptoms of autism. And you might even notice that you have some of these symptoms yourself. And mercury amalgam fillings, again, um, they can affect any, they, I'll go into it in further detail, but they will be released, releasing mercury constantly into your body. I have one mom in my program who is a dentist, and she had she had been trained that it, that mercury is safe, and and it's been used a lot because um, because it was cheaper than other forms. So you know some insurance companies would say they would cover it, but wouldn't cover other things. So and then you know just like anybody else, the dental association was told it was safe, but it's not. And so she was exposed because she was putting it in people's mouths and inhaling it all day and inhaling it while she was pregnant, and it can be passed in utero and through breast milk. So we detoxify into our kids when we're pregnant. So it's very important that before we ever conceive, we start detoxifying our own bodies, or if you are planning on having another child, that you detoxify now, and that you also um, continue to detoxify yourself for your own health and your child's. And uh, the zeolite that I mentioned that I'm linking to is safe enough for pregnant women and infants to take. It's that safe. And I've interviewed an expert in show episode number 102 that I'll link to in the show notes. And he discusses that and he's world renowned as an expert. And he says that that particular zeolite that I'm telling, going to tell you about or that I linked to is, uh, is able to um, be given to infants and and pregnant women without any problem. It's completely safe. And he even suggests it just like I just did to protect both mother and baby from the mercury toxicity. It can affect any, mercury can affect any organ in the brain and it's poisonous to all of our cells. 
And the building of proteins in the cells is called protein synthesis. And mer mercury not only damages the cells, but it interferes with this protein synthesis. And it's a common problem in children with autism. Mercury has a really, really detrimental effect on the immune system. And even research has shown that even the vapors from mercury amalgam fillings in the mouth can de degrade the strength of the immune system by half. Mercury also binds with candida, and I've done episodes on candida and, and yeast, and uh, it can resist the removal of it from the system because mercury prevents the body from killing candida. And it prevents a natural type of white blood cell, it's called a neutrophil, from destroying candida and other foreign matter in the blood. So it can act as kind of an antenna in the body also for electromagnetic field radiation and make things worse again. We might be absorbing even more EMFs. The greatest exposure to mercury toxicity currently comes from mercury amalgam fillings and vaccines. And there's a tremendous amount of medical documentation regarding its dangers, even at very low levels. The Center for Disease Control and the Food and Drug Administration have chosen to ignore this knowledge, sadly. Mercury toxicity is found in, in, when it's found in people, it's usually blamed on the consumption of contaminated fish. But even worse, the number of childhood vaccinations has increased to so many, it's up into the 70s now, and many of these are given by the age of two. And the unsafe levels of ethyl mercury being thimerosal, which is the sort of the hidden word that, that is often used on a, um, you can ask to look at the labels of anything too in your doctor's office, but look for thimerosal. And it's added to vaccines to prevent bacterial contamination. But when it's injected, it goes right into the cells of the heart and the brain, and it greatly, again, affects the immune system. So some of these vaccinations are given at birth, such as the hepatitis B vaccination. And this, the most critical part of brain development is between the third trimester of pregnancy and the age of two. So if we're given a large dose of mercury during uh, those first couple of years, our brain is very susceptible. And as I mentioned already earlier, you know, uh, as boys have higher amounts of testosterone, so they're much more vulnerable to these toxins. Whereas girls, when they are born, female infants have a surge of estrogen that is actually very protective for the brain. So a lot of kids, a lot of girls have more protection. So that's why we see higher incidences of autism in boys than we do in girls. Um, so it's just sort of the, the way of nature there, but these toxins and how they, they affect you. And, and they say that basically it's measured in micrograms per cubic meter, or you'll see UG-M3. The Environmental Protection Agency has documented, documented that an infant toxic at a poisonous, an infant is toxic at poisonous levels at 2 UG slash M3. So the current level of safety, if you can compare this now, is 0.3 UG to M3. Basically, mercury is detrimental to the brain at levels before below 0.5 micrograms. And it's very, very cumulative. So you're remembering we're getting lots of vaccinations. We're you know, eating foods that are contaminated. We're inhaling things. There are a lot of other areas that uh, we can get it from. 
but they they give the hepatitis B vaccination at birth and it has had as much as 12.5 micrograms of mercury per dose. This is more than a hundred times the APA safe limit guideline when administered to infants. In 1999, some studies showed that multi-dose vaccines such as the MMR and the hepatitis B contain 62.5 UG of mercury in one individual appointment with a pediatrician. This again is over a hundred times the Environmental Protection Agency's safe, so said safe, limit guidelines for infants. There really is no safe level. And hormones again have a, a big factor in these. That's why many kids are, many more boys are affected as I mentioned. Mercury amalgam fillings, a big and extremely common source of mercury exposure. Um, Chewing also releases mercury vapors. So if, if you've got mercury amalgam fillings, anytime you chew, up to 80% of the mercury is absorbed into the lungs and it stays in the body from those, those, those vapors. Hot items like coffee or hot tea, that will also release the mercury from mercury amalgam fillings. Also, you might notice you feel maybe a little worse or kind of sick after you go to the dentist. Well, due to the vibration on the amalgam fillings and brushing teeth and the use of water picks and dental work of any kind, it will release those toxic vapors. This actually just happened to my husband about a week ago. I said, beware, you're going to the dentist, you're just getting a cleaning. He's had all of his mercury amalgams removed, but it remains in his gums a little bit still. That can happen. It's very common. I have him on the zeolites every day, but I said, beware, because you've, you've still got some in your system. They might you know, not feel as good. I just waited and watched in the next two days. You know, I just don't feel very good. I feel like I'm coming down with something. I said, it's the mercury. And, you know, it was. I made sure he doubled up on the zeolites and, and the spray and, uh, and took some extra vitamin D and C and, you know, boost the immune system. And, you know, over a few days, he got better. But that's really what was happening. And a dental drilling can release as much as 4,000 UG slash M3. So the safe limit again, the agency says it's 50 and this isn't safe even at all. So be sure if you're going to have dental work done um, that you don't do it while you're pregnant. I know, I know people who have done this and, and, and they really feel that it had a lot to do with their, their child having autism or having some developmental uh, delays when they were born. Also know that large fish, the larger the fish, the higher amount of mercury. So as a rule, just remember that in the food chain because large shark, you know, large fish like sharks and swordfish and large tuna, they are the top predators, right? So they're eating smaller fish. So they're eating other fish that have accumulated mercury in them. And then they absorb what the other smaller fish have eaten. And so the fat in the fish also absorbs mercury because heavy metals and toxins really like fat and the brain is made of 60% fat. So isn't that wonderful to know that our brain, it's loving our brain because our brain is made of fat. But the fats in these fish, which are good, omega-3s, you know, there's something we need, they are absorbing that fat as well, just like the fat in your body um, besides your brain. When we eat the fish, the mercury becomes absorbable in the GI tract and and then uh, as methylmercury is, it comes from fish and mercury amalgam fillings and almost 10 times more so. It just keeps accumulating. One study showed up to about 30% of those tested had toxic levels of mercury 
with the increase in coal-powered plants around the globe. This is really common for what we breathe now in the air. Uh, we can be, I'm in the United States and I can be breathing something in the air that might've been emitted in a coal-powered plant in China all the way across the globe. Uh, our air streams are now very, very contaminated. So again, very important to protect yourselves. And again, I link to these zeolites that uh, I highly suggest uh, using uh, daily for yourself and your entire family. Very important. Uh, yeah, these mercury emissions from the coal-fired power plants, natural gas, petroleum products admit, admit as much as 5,000 tons of mercury into the atmosphere every year and harmful toxins just get into the, the jet stream and carry it thousands and thousands of miles away into the air we breathe. And also uh, noted there were, I was looking at, uh, at why some areas in the San Francisco Bay Area, which I just live a few hours from, um, were very high in autism. So as I decided to research on my own a few years back and I noted that Back in the gold rush, in the gold days, that way up in the mountains, they were extracting gold with, by, by putting mercury in there. There was some mercury extraction process. Well, that mercury still is in that ground and they've gone in and tried to, to see how, if they could somehow safely at all extract some of that mercury and they, they realized they just made it worse. They couldn't, that there's nothing they can really do about it except make it worse if they try to get it out. And every time it's rain, it rains, uh, then the, the streams and the rivers flow down with mercury into the delta, they flow down into the bay, into the ocean. All of those fish are getting into it. Also, it's very foggy in that area in San Francisco. And so when it's foggy, we really breathe in a lot more toxins. So that mercury is actually in the fog and we're inhaling more of that and other toxins. I remember having this, I had this great chemistry teacher in college. And one thing he, he always used to say is, don't jog in the fog. And it was something I always remembered because it means you're inhaling more toxins when it's foggy or cloudy out because it's holding those toxins in and you're, it's closer to you, like in your face and you're breathing it in. So just remember that to, to be aware of when you exercise and what you're, what's in your environment. But again, they, there are these zeolites that will definitely help protect you and remove safely uh, what you have in your body, but it's very necessary to use, use them ongoing. I use them every single day, uh, two to three times a day. They're very, very important. Um, they say, uh, scientists have said that more than uh, 410,000 children are born every year at an increased risk to the harmful effects of the transference in utero of mercury. Mercury amalgam fillings from the mother pass through the blood-brain barrier and into the fetus via the placenta and then later through lactation because breast milk does, has been found to carry higher levels of mercury. It's very fatty, so which is a healthy, good thing for the baby, but it mercury likes that. So do these other heavy metals and a lot of toxins, they love fat. So it's up to 80% higher than the mother's blood mercury levels, that the breast milk. And it largely comes from mercury amalgam fillings if the mother had them. I unfortunately had mercury amalgam fillings when I was pregnant with my own son. So no wonder he eventually ended up with autism. 
but that's why I believe one of the many reasons that I, uh, that uh, the work that I did, again, I'll go, I go through those four stages in that workshop link I gave you, but, uh, but why I believe that my son was able to recover from his symptoms of autism, because these were toxic overload issues. And one thing leads to another. You have, say, mercury toxicity. Well, then mercury is going to inhibit your body's ability to keep uh, candida balance to get rid of extra candida. So then you end up with candida overgrowth. The candida will then start boring holes in the gut lining. Then you have leaky gut. And one thing leads to another. The gut controls the brain and 80% of the immune system. So again, you can see how this all sort of has this domino effect. But the good news is it is all reversible. All of these, these health and biology issues that affect the brain and their ability to function are something that can be, are all things that can be worked with. So that's what I want to give you as an encouraging piece to just remember, because, you know, you, you, when you have mercury toxicity, you also have a lower ability to fight these toxins. And children and elderly and women who are of childbearing, you know, they're all at higher risk. So you want to make sure that you're doing all you can um, and, uh, and making sure that you're detoxifying as well. Some of the signs of mercury toxicity, I'm gonna to point out here too, and you'll see how they, they can run into other things, but this is very common for mercury toxicity, is a poor immune system, an extreme inability, irritability or anger, lack of impulse control, shy and withdrawn behavior, insomnia, fatigue, lack of ability to concentrate, depression, even suicidal, poor memory, poor motor control. I notice your kids are really clumsy sometimes. Um, they, uh, uh, you know, these, these are probably sounding fairly familiar to you, right? I'm assuming some of the biological effects now um, are things like uh, immune issues can cause lifetime immune deficiency. I mentioned earlier in the episode that uh, mercury can accumulate and stay in the system for up to 30 years. So it doesn't just go away and it keeps accumulating. So please, please um, detoxify and do it safely. Uh, it causes a loss of glutathione also. And glutathione is our master antioxidant. So it, it depletes our body's ability then to, uh, to, to fight off toxins. It's our antioxidant ability. I also mentioned the candida um, issue. That's very important to resist the body's natural ability to remove candida. It inactivates contact molecules of glutathione by twofold. It reduces antioxidant levels, disrupts metabolism of creatine, which is causing the poor muscle tone. It renders the body defenseless to free radicals, which are more toxins, interrupts the protein synthesis. I mentioned that. It retards brain development by interfering with DNA and RNA function. It depletes protein-bound sulfhydryl groups and lowers the body immunity. And you know there are sulfation issues, which um, I will link to in the show notes. But um, that can be uh, that could be connected with this as well. It destroys glutamate transport proteins, which are responsible for removing glutamate from the neurons, causing miswiring of the brain, often causing dementia and problems with motor control. A lot of people you'll see with Parkinson's and dementia and Alzheimer's, a lot of things are, these are linked to 
heavy metal toxicity, whether it's mercury, aluminum, lead. So this zeolite that I've talked about multiple times now, because it's that important, guys, please, please pay attention to this, that the, the zeolite that I've talked about is, um, is the best I've found, and it can remove all of these things. So it's not just for mercury, just for aluminum. It helps with a lot of toxicity. And I'll link to, uh, again, to the interviews I've done with the experts on this recently, so that if you missed those, you can go back and listen to them. Uh, mercury also destroys enzyme function, creating faulty wiring of the brain. This is when we see our kids have, again, brain miswiring that, that you can go back and actually work with. It's stage four of my membership, my, my recovery program, because it's so important. First, we want to stabilize with some gut healing. Then we want to do a lot of this detoxification. We also want to work with the co-infections like mold and Lyme and strep and things that can also cause further issues. And then once you get all of these, this inflammation, these toxins out of the way, then you can kind of see, start to really grasp who your child is. They're able to be themselves. Then there are some brain support and repair pieces that you can do to go back and sort of repair where things were miswired when they were developing to help balance them out in the brain. Uh, again, these, you know, it promotes the production of inflammatory cytokines, which is inflammation. Inflammation is a big, big deal in our kids, and it's one of the, the contributing ongoing factors of their problems, their physical and behavioral issues. And uh, also knowing that these cytokines are essential in fighting viruses, and viruses are another problem in children with autism. Uh, disrupts protein digestion. We see that a lot, right? You might have your kid might have acid backup or GERD, and I did an episode on that just a few weeks back, so you can go back and, and find that episode as well. And some natural solutions to help because that can be really uncomfortable to have um, have GERD or acid backup, and mercury could be contributing to it. It's likely due to the disruption it's having in the gut and hence why we work with the gut first and then start working with all of this detoxification. And mercury can enter the area of the brain called the hypothalamus, which is responsible for metabolic function, hormonal balance, including neurohormones, hunger, thirst, body temperature, and the circadian rhythm, which affects sleep, the sleep-wake cycle. And an injured hypothalamus can also cause a lifelong suppression of the immune system and weaken the adrenals and the thyroid. So we're back to the adrenal glands and that stress issue we talked about too. We also talked about how it inhibits neurotransmitters, serotonin, dopamine. It increases the body's lipid peroxidation. And this is when the fatty membranes in your body are oxidized, broken down by free radical damage. And it's the first and foremost, it affects the organs with high fat content, such as the brain. So you can see how it directly is affecting the brain and the protein within the cells. Uh, it increases the susceptibility to seizures. So this is important to know too, if you're a parent of a child who has seizures. Um, I did an episode a couple of weeks back too, where you know things like B6 are important for seizures. I've also done an episode in the past on seizure, the best seizure diet, which is basically keto, but I've linked to study after study that is showing how important that diet and diet is for kids with seizures as well. So you can see all of these, how mercury damages the brain, causes miswiring, poor cognitive ability, memory loss, inability to control your anger, 
It affects the brain and the kidneys. They, the, those are the two organs that really retain the most. They accumulate over time in the nervous system. And uh, sometimes this exposure isn't seen for years. So you want to make sure you, you get a hold of it before it does any damage. And uh, it's crucial, again, to detoxify from the system early on. Um, you want to eat some, you know, some keep eating healthy foods and, and uh, make sure you're staying away from the inflammatory ones like gluten and casein or dairy and wheat and um, car processed carbohydrates. They have all that junk in them. Our, our crops are sprayed with glyphosate. I've done episodes on that. I've covered these things because my goal is to educate you because the more you know, and the more you're aware, the more you know to what foods to eat, what to avoid, you know, good healthy sources of organic only, organic uh, poultry or uh, grass-fed and finished beef for line-caught uh, fish. Again, watching your fish intake, especially if they're large fish, uh, this go with, you know, stay away from the really big ones. Swordfish is horrible. Of course, shark, we don't know, not that many people eat shark, but swordfish is really bad. I think it's one of the worst ones for mercury known. Uh, large tuna, ahi, I know it's delicious, but it actually, you, you try to avoid it. It's just not, it's just loaded usually because those tuna are such large fish. They're eating so much of the smaller fish, which have eaten a lot of the algaes that have accumulated the mercury in them in the ocean and um also I, I encourage you to you know we all want to do our best to protect our environment our oceans um doing doing all that we can because uh, we need to protect our mother earth as well because if we don't take care of it it can't take care of us so i hope this has all been helpful for you uh, this is such an important issue these heavy metal toxins I will link to everything I discussed today in the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 104. The last couple of episodes I've done with experts on uh, different heavy metal toxins. The last one was with Chris, Professor Chris Exley, who is even being put up as a nomination for a Nobel Prize for his work with aluminum. He is outstanding. If you missed that episode, please go back and listen to it. And uh, I'll link to it in the show notes for you today. Again, at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 104. And don't forget, if you uh, haven't yet, please watch my free workshop at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. And I'll walk you through those four stages to natural recovery and everything that needs to be done to get the absolute best results for your child because they can get better, they can improve. And now from today's episode, hopefully you can really see a lot about how they can and why they can. And, uh, and, how, and, and in that uh, work workshop, I show you how I can help you walk through that, those stages, if that's something that you're interested in as well, because I wanna be able to help you get the absolute best results for your child and make this journey a lot easier for you, because I know the challenges personally, I've lived it myself, and that's why I'm here for you to help uh, help you in any way that I can to make your journey easier, safer, and absolutely get the best results for your child so they can live that happy, healthy, and independent life that they absolutely deserve. So I hope this was helpful for you. Have a great week, and I will see you next time.